Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. After our NFL unboxing specials, we are back talking all things football, specifically international football. It's time for our Euro 2020 or Euro 2021 predictions. I am your host, Andy, and I am once again joined, as ever, by Naeem, Alex and Ryan. How are we, boys? All good, mate. All good. Melting, but all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, thank you. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Right, so this week, we're going to go through each group in the Euros, giving our lists from first to fourth in each. We will also go through some predictions as to who we think will win the tournament, who will flop, and who will be top score scorer, amongst other predictions. So... Let's start with Group A. As the only Welshman in this in this podcast, it's only it's only fair that I make a start on Group A, which obviously, if you don't know, includes um, Wales, Italy, Turkey, and Switzerland. Now, obviously, for us, we've got an issue. I've mentioned this on the podcast for the hairdryer earlier this week that I'm in. That for us, it's really hard for us to sort of compete with what we did in 2016. I think that was probably the best Wales football we'll ever get. I don't think we can ever top that. I think it's really hard following up that with this tournament. So I do think we've got it hard, a hard group as well with Turkey and Switzerland. Switzerland particularly always seem to turn up in major tournaments um, and do sort of get a few surprise results. But for me, I've got a feeling that we're going to maybe surprise a few. So I think I'm going to have Italy first, Wales second, um, Switzerland third and Turkey fourth. But that's, that's just probably me with my sort of bias hat on here. But that's what I've gone for in in my um, predictions here. I do think Italy are going to win the group. I think I think they'll be too strong for everyone else. Um, and yeah, I think personally, I think saying that Berag Yilmaz, obviously, as you all know from this podcast, is someone who's in really good form. So uh, actually, I'm going to change. I've been I'm going to change Turkey third and Switzerland fourth, and Turkey making the the four teams that are going to go through as the best third place teams. Now, does anyone have anything different for Group A? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go on. Tell me more. He's, so I'll let, for alphabetical order, I'm going to let Alex go first. Okay, so before I begin, um, does Andy have overall power kicking people off the podcast? Because I'm to temper what I say. Um, I do. Well, actually, I think, yeah, I, I, I do, yeah. So if, if you if you want to slander Wales, then you may want to be on here for a short amount of time. Uh, well, you know, with that in mind, um, not only have I got Wales to finish bottom, I've got them to finish bottom of the entire tournament. I think they're going to get zero points. Um, I think they are the worst. I think they've had the worst preparation any team's ever had for any sporting tournament in history, like Olympics, uh, Winter Olympics, whatever you want to call. They had the, the, the CEO of the FA was voted out of no confidence. Ryan Giggs was charged of assault. Uh, three of their players have been relegated this season. If you look at Ramsey, Wayne, Hennessy, um, uh, Bale, Daniel James, uh, Joe Rodon, a few other players who would have started. Um, altogether, they've started about 80 games on average, about 14 each. They're all underplayed. Uh, the only real players actually in any form is Harry Wilson, and that's in the championship, as well as Kiefer Moore, but he's also in the championship, so it's hard to gauge. Uh, Robert Page has been in charge for about three, like three or four games, and he's only ever, you know, managed... Wales as assistant manager. So yeah, I don't think I have a hope in hell for them. So you you'll finish the bottom. <laughs> well, this is just this is just a disgrace for me. I mean, I can totally get where you come from. I think the whole Ryan Giggs thing is going to be massive. I think this could be an issue for us. I think in terms of obviously he was a man that got us into the tournament. But do you really think we'll do worse in Finland? We'll do yeah. worse in North Macedonia. Yeah. 
Oh, no, I, I don't know. I, I think look at, look, look at Bale, for example. I know he's not the same player, but he was he's in good form come, come when he joined last month or two of the season. So he's in good form. Ramsey, on his day, is a good player. Whether he stays fit, I don't know. That'll be the key, I think. But I think if he's fit, I think we obviously... I mean, he, to, he to round it off, Andy, to put it this way, like for, you know, Ryan and I and going with, I think, might be similar predictions. Obviously, you know, big Burak Yoros fan. Um, I, I predict Turkey... I, I have this group, Italy, Turkey, Switzerland, Wales, but I would change Turkey to go third before I put Switzerland off uh, the bottom. And then what about uh, uh, Wales off the bottom? Sorry. Well, that's, that's, that's some sort of that's some sort of um, redemption from your from your earlier prediction. No, it's not. It just means I I change nothing. Uh, I change everything <laughs> before Wales come off the bottom. <laughs> right. Um, Naeem, Ryan, have you got anything similar to me and me and Alex? Um, mine's kind of similar to Alex's. I've gone Italy first. I think they'll do well this tournament. Turkey, I think you know. I think they might do. It might surprise a few people this um, time around. I've got a decent uh, squad of players. I've gone for Wales third and Switzerland bottom. Switzerland, they do, they do do all right tournaments, but yeah, looking at their squad, it's it's, it's kind of the fourth best out of out of all of them, in my opinion, in that, that, that group. So yeah, I, I'll go with those four. Um, go go with those lot as my um, my pick. Okay. And then Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I think Italy will win the group quite comfortably. They are more they're, they're more dark horse anyway for the for the whole tournament. But they're they're, unbe- <laughs> they're, they're unbeaten in, you know, twenty five games. I just I don't think they'll they'll be touched. But in terms of the other three, I think it's a lot closer than what people give them credit for. I mean, as you say, Switzerland, they do often turn up uh, at the major tournaments. Turkey got some good players, you know Lots of Yilmaz and you know a few others that I can't quite um, remember at this time. <laughs> <Mouthful. laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't think I think Wales have been you know, brutally slaughtered by Alex there because <laughs> you know they they have had probably the worst preparation that they could possibly have um, apart from you know fucking some mystical being appearing and destroying all their players but um, yeah I'd, it's hard to predict you know I'm, I'm going to go with an outside fit one here and, and put Switzerland second Ooh, I think mm. I think I think they'll surprise a few people and then I'm going to put Turkey third and Wales bottom but it's I think it'll be a lot closer than what people think yeah I mean one thing I will say look obviously five years ago Robson Carney had no club and um, Denmark won the Euros like nicely despite only getting in last minute because of the, um, I think it was Yugoslavia, um, only getting because they, they got disqualified. So I think, you have, you've got, I know preparation is key, but I say sometimes teams can just get on a good run of form. But we're going to go on to Group B. So we're going to start off this time with Alex. So Group B, uh, if anyone doesn't know, um, it's got Belgium, it's got Denmark, it's got Finland, and it's got Russia. So Alex, what is your order of your table? Uh, so I have got Belgium to finish first. Um, that's not to say they're going to go majorly far in this uh, Euros, but they're, they're clearly the best team here on paper, and they've got the group stage, I think, in the last three international tournaments. So on paper, they've got this. Um, I Actually, I think, in fact, 
Out of the last twelve tournament get twelve tournament group stage matches, they've won eleven of them. Oh, uh, it might be out of nine. Basically, they're fantastic. So they're going top. Um, second, I've got Denmark. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean, I, I, I know we've got a few downloads and listens here, so I, I think I need to take a moment to apologise because I did a, a video that, well, you know, did okay about um, Euro twenty twenty tips, and I said pick any team that plays. Uh, pick Switzerland and Turkey because if they finish second in Group A, they'll play either Denmark and Ukraine and probably win. Mm. And I had th- th- no joke about two hundred people comment and message me saying you've abs- you've like you've written off Denmark for no reason there, and they've got a very diff- very good team, very well organised with some good players. So I think Denmark going to finish second. Um, Russia uh, finishing third. Um, interesting fact about Russia: uh, their their captain Artem Dijuba, he actually lost. The, lost the skipper band. Um, that that was because he uh, is quite a touching incident. He actually he actually um, he he had a video leaked of him masturbating, go wired on uh, viral <laughs> what? on a, um, <laughs> Russian social media. Um, so that's that. And uh, bottom will be Finland. So their first major international tournament. That's nice and everything, but they're not. Uh, they're gonna finish bottom probably. Well, that took a dark turn. That table. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I've gone for the exact same order. I've gone for yeah, Belgium, Denmark, um, Russia, and Finland. Uh, Ryan and Naeem, any different for you guys? Or have you got the same for me, Alex? How is exactly the same. Yes. Just a fun thing to throw in about Russia, though. They're, then they're banned from the Qatar World Cup. So this is their last major international tournament for four years. So, well, mm. three years, I guess. So maybe that throws something else extra into there. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah perhaps. they might have doped their players a bit more up for this tournament. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they might say if we if we if we drug them this time, then you know we can't get banned from the next World Cup because we're not in it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're saying this now. We have we have the KGB our doors in the morning. Yeah, so. allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> right. So now we are on to Group C. So um, next on Nyafbet is Naim. So, Naeem, what is your Group C in order? It's the teams are Holland, Ukraine, Macedonia and Aust- Austria. How is your table looking for this? Right, so top I've gone for Netherlands. Um, second, I've gone for Ukraine. Third, I've gone for Austria. And fourth is North Macedonia. Um, on paper, Netherlands, well, they got the best squad out of all four teams. Uh, Ukraine, they've been doing all right under Shevchenko, so I, I reckon they might pip, to, pip it to second place, toss over Austria. And yeah, I, I reckon North Macedonia, I, I, don't, I think, is this their first uh, major tournament? I think it is. Um, it is, it is. Yeah, they, oh, they, they, have, they, they could be a surprise team, but yeah, I reckon they'll finish rock bottom probably. They might get a point or two here or there, but yeah, I'll go with them um, as my fourth place team. And then, uh, Ryan, have you got anything different? Yeah, so obviously Netherlands, I think, will top the table, although I don't think they're the team that they were. But anyway, I'll leave them top. Um, for second, though, it, it's difficult, but I've actually gone Austria second. I like what they I like what they did against England the other day. Um, obviously, they, players like David Alaba in their squad, I feel like they're a bit more, bit more organised and... Yeah, I've got yeah. For me, I think they're second, and then Ukraine third with North Macedonia finishing with zero points. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Alex, what's your table looking like? 
Um, it's the same for everyone else, but I think I, I think Ukraine. I, I, I'd like to. Say, I think Ukraine will be closer to the Netherlands than they will be to Austria in second. Like as, as you guys said, they've done really well under Andrei Shevchenko. And just as a little side story here, um, they've only ever got out of the group stage of one major international tournament, which is 2006. And the man to lead them out of that was Andrei Shevchenko as a player. And in the in the last Euros, which got him the job, is because Ukraine had what I think Wales will have this year. They got zero points, and the manager was sacked, and Shevchenko was put in charge. So it's a nice side story. If he does well here, but if he gets out of the groups, then he's going to be lauded as a hero in Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm, I'm going to love it, your reaction when, when we get second in that group. <laughs> Hope Keegan once again, I would love it. I would love it if, if, you were, if that was to happen. Um, yeah, mine's the exact same as Naeem's. I've gone for Holland, then Ukraine, then Austria, then, then Macedonia. Um, I think yeah, Holland's the best team on the, in the group. Uh, Austria have a few good players, like Alaba, Arnautovic, but overall that score's not great. Ukraine, yeah, they got a few good players, and Macedonia, yeah. I can't see him doing much. Um, so we are now on to Group D. And the last person to go first is Ryan. And an interesting group because we've got three Englishmen in this in this podcast. And obviously Group D includes England, includes Scotland, as well as uh, Croatia in a rematch of obviously the semi-final a few years ago in the World Cup and then Czech Republic. So, Ryan, how is your Group D looking? I've got Croatia top. Oh, the first, the first bombshell, apart from Alex's at the start, the first real bombshell of the um, of the pod. Tell me more. Well, I mean, there's no doubt in the talent that England have, and obviously, as an Englishman and so I hope we do well. But every single tournament, do we? I mean, apart from the last one, in which I think was heavily overstated, and how well we'd done because the teams we beat were nothing special, and when oh, we did, it was when, so when, lucky. Yeah, when we came up against a good team that we face in this group, we didn't do anything. We didn't look like winning that game, in my opinion. So, I, I like Croatia. I like I like the team that they have, and they've got a good mix of you know youth and experience. You know, obviously like sort of Luka Modric in there as well. So, I think they'll finish top. I do think England England will progress. I think they'll finish second. With it's it's tricky for third and fourth. I'm going to go with Scotland finishing third and Czech Republic finishing fourth. And Naeem, what's your, what's your group D looking like? My group is exactly the same as Ryan's. Um, yeah, because uh, like, like what you're saying about Croatia, um, they usually do a right in tournaments and any time we face like a half-decent team, usually always like fall over the line pretty much. Um, and I think there'll be a bit more pressure on England um, this tournament. Pretty much all their home games are at Wembley. So it's kind of like a home, like England kind of got the Euro sort of thing. Would you Scotland... say football's coming home? No, 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 I wouldn't say, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. But um, yeah, I think Scotland, they got a decent team. They're done all right in the qualifiers. Um, and yeah, the Czech Republic, they got, they got a few decent players there, but I, I think they'll come rock bottom. All right, <laughs> 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 oh, so it's, it's so cringy, but it's so brilliant at the same time. It's not hate. I mean, if anyone saw the um, obviously all the memes that went around in 2018, I mean, the best one I saw was the um, one from The Simpsons when they were in the church. <laughs> Did anyone see that as well? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think no, so. That, that's, that's, that's one of my favorite ties. Um, 
So in terms of my group, Group D, uh, I've gone for something different. I've gone for England first, Croatia second, Scotland third, and the Czech Republic fourth. I think that, um, I know there's a lot of teams now with home advantage, but I just think, um, I don't think England will get it past around a 16, but I do think they'll win this group. For me, I think that, you know, look at the players they've got. I know things like, obviously, you've got Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Carrie Kane, uh, even like Dom Cavalier on the bench. You've got, obviously, Chilwell at the back or Luke Shaw, whoever plays at left back. Obviously, you've got people like Jude Bellingham. If he, if he plays, Declan Rice, uh, Mason Mount. I think you've got some good players there, but I do think that Southgate will be the reason why they don't do anything that good. I think they will eventually lose in the round of 16 to, to um, who I've got down in second place in the group of death. Uh, but yeah, so I think England first. Um, I think um, Croatia second. I think they've still got some quality players. Um, Scotland third, and then the Czech fourth. Um, Alex, how's your group looking? Different to everyone else's. I've got England to win, uh, Croatia second, and Czech Republic third, and Scotland fourth. Um, Okay, yeah. With Scotland, I actually think they've had good prep. I like what they've got in place, but I think the Czech Republic are actually quite underrated by uh, Ryan and Naeem. The Czech Republic have got a very, much like the, you know, Sufal and Suchek, their team is, if boring... Like sturdy, you've got a lot of in, you've got a lot of players in there that will. They won't do anything flashy, but I think they're going to do a job. Um, England, uh, I've got to win win the group. Almost said win the Euros. Yeah, don't worry, I'm not going crazy. Um, <laughs> I've got I've got a motto of England. That I'll draw onto a bit in a, when we go into the knockouts. Um, my motto of England is: think the worst, go one step further, and think a little bit more positive. And <laughs> so. Like in the build up to the tournament, you think, oh my God, we're so terrible. And then they surprise you a little bit, but ultimately disappoint. Uh, we'll go with that more later. Um, the only thing to note on Croatia is uh, their, their, their manager, um, Zlatko Dalic. You know, he, he obviously got to the, um, he got to the World, Cup, World Cup final against France. Uh, following that, he said he's the, uh, the second best manager in the world, uh, unironically. So I think for that, I think second place and then a fall from grace and he gets sacked and that would be funny. <laughs> so also both him and Lovren both said they were the best in the world in their position. That's um, Maybe Croatia sure. people are just dicks. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Already in, we're already enraged the people of Russia and now it's Croatia as well. <laughs> those are, those are nations I do not want on me to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't forget the Welsh as well, the, all the Welsh people you've offended. Uh, well. I'm less worried about them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're closer to you. They are closer to you than, than the Russians and um, geographically, the Russians and the um, Croatians. And the Croatians are. So, yeah, I think that um, be, be careful, especially as ones in this podcast as well. Um, <laughs> They've got to escape the hills, though, haven't they? <laughs> hey, they're, they're, don't knock the hills. The hills are the best part of our country. <laughs> <laughs> And and the Cardiff nightlife, that's yeah. But um, so now we are on to the final two groups. Obviously, there's, four, there's two two of us to go through and four of us in the podcast. So we're just gonna um, I'm just gonna run through the last two and just sort of see what you boys think. So um, Group E. Um, so I've gone for Spain in first. I've gone for Sweden in second. I've gone for Poland in third, and Slovakia in fourth. Um, purely because I think Spain, again, like Holland, they're the best team in the group. 
Um, I think, obviously, I think Poland and Sweden, I think it'll be very clear. I think they'll still be fighting out for that last for that second place. I do think both teams will be sort of close in points and goal difference. And then I think Slovakia, unfortunately, just have the worst team of the four. And unfortunately, that will be that'll be that, really. Does anyone have anything different to that? Uh, mine's slightly different. Um, it's, well, it's just the Spain, Poland and, and swaps around with Sweden. So Sweden in third place. And then, yeah, so Slovakia, they're going to finish rock bottom. They, 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 they haven't got the greatest of teams, have they? No. Only player I can think of is, was it Marek Hamšík? Yeah. Ben Skriniar, didn't he play for them as well, didn't he? Skriniar, yeah. Yeah, he, they got a few decent players, but yeah, the teams, the other teams have got better squads, in my opinion. I, and then what about Alex and Ryan? I think Skriniar Slovenian. I'm not too sure. Oh, yes, yeah. I think he might be, actually, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but... Yeah, Mine's Spain. Oh, no, here's Slovakian. I've just checked now. They've got Skriniar. They've got Hamsik. They've got Martin Skirtle, who's apparently still in the squad. And then you've got... How old is he now? Martin Dubravka. He's apparently in it as well. And then... Vladimir Weiss is apparently in this squad as well. I'm looking yeah, at Google yeah. and apparently Vladimir Weiss is still still there, well, still hanging about. Didn't he? I mean, Skirtle would be a bad pick if Belgium weren't possibly starting Nasser Chadley at left wing back. But my, <laughs> my, my, mine is uh, Spain, Sweden, and then near the bottom, Poland and Slovakia. I think Poland are actually going to have a terrible tournament and uh, Spain will have a discreetly good one. No, I, I, I think that group again will be closer than people think. I think Spain have got one of the, as as one of the sort of big teams going into the tournament. I think they've got one of the worst squads going into the tournament in terms of quality in certain positions. Yeah. I still, I think, I think they'll still finish top, just because I don't think Sweden and Poland are quite at that level yet. But I think Sweden, I've picked them to finish second. You know, and I'll. I'll go into my one of the players um, is one of my picks later on in the pod anyway. But yeah, and it'll be close though because Poland have got quality. You know, Robert Lewandowski up front if he's fit. Um, Chesney in goal. You know, they've got quality there. And like you say, we've just gone through Slovakia's players there. They, you know, they've got quality in and around their team. So I think again, quite similar to um, Group A. I think that'll be a tight group. But yeah. Yeah, and I just want to say, actually, I'm looking at the confirmed squad for Slovakia, and there's no Skirtle, so thanks, Google, for telling me the wrong thing. Uh, the <laughs> Hamstick's still there, um, playing for IFK Gothenburg, which I hadn't realised. That's a bit of a, 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 a bit of a myth, but Vice is still there. Obviously, you've got the Bravka and uh, Skinniar. Um, there's no one else. There's Robert Bosniak of, Fe- of Feyenoord, if anyone does like the Dutch football, uh, and then Thomas Suslov of, Gro- of Groenjur. Oh, and... Lucas Haraslin of Sassuolo. So um, I'm sure you know who he is, Ryan. Um, yeah. So we are now on to the final group of the um, of the group, which is the group of death. It's an amazing group for the neutral. You've got France, Germany, Hungary and Portugal. You've got of the two teams that have won the World Cup and one team that has also won the Euros. Um, so there's a lot of you know lot of silverware in, in these three teams, uh, in these three to four teams. Obviously, you got Hungary as well. So I think it's a very tough group. Um, so I'm going to let the the French football expert go first. I'm going to let Alex tell me who he thinks is going to finish first, second, third, and fourth. Uh, take it away. Um, it's going to be France in in fr- the French in charge. 
um, boringly, but you can't bet against them. Portugal are going to go second only because Germany are not very good. And <laughs> it's to do with Joaquim Lowe. Um, obviously, Lowe, you know, he's brought back Hummels and Muller, who he, like, you know, forcefully retired two years ago, which was funny. And he's brought them back, basically crying and saying, can you actually, like, make me not embarrassed? I, 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 going to this Germany, go, going into this with Germany, I'm, uh, you know, I, I think they're going to do very badly. Portugal won't be much better, though, because their manager's so defensive. And I, I think they're going to be far more boring and turgid to watch than people expect. And Hungary are actually pretty well organised. So I wouldn't be surprised if they nick a point off one of these teams. But France should walk it. And then, Ryan, um, who have you got as your top four? Um, the same or anything different? Well, we've got France winning it. Um, for good reason. They've got such an incredible squad. Um, I've actually got Germany to go in second to, to counter Alex's argument there. Just because I feel Germany have, although they've got, I mean, they've both got pretty shit managers in my opinion. Um, but I, I, I just feel like Germany got more quality than what Portugal have. Portugal, you know, they got obviously you know, Ronaldo, you know, Joe Felix, a few good players here and there. But positionally wide, I don't think, I think Germany got a better 11. Um, so I think they'll nick seconds. Portugal third, Hungary fourth. But again, I think Hungary, like Alex said, will, will surprise a few people. Um, and again, I could see them nicking something off one of Germany or Portugal. And ultimately, that makes a difference. Uh, brilliant. So, I'm going to go for, for my for my group. I think I've gone for pretty much the same as Alex. I think that France, number one. I do think Portugal, number two. And I do think uh, that they're a team that you could look out for in terms of the, the, the late latter rounds. I think Germany will be third. And unfortunately, Hungary will be fourth. And then, Naeem, anything different? Yeah, so first place, I've gone for Hungary. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> they're not, they're not going to um, first, The first place, I've actually gone for Portugal. Um, I know they also they won it the last time round, so I think they're going to want to um, they're going to want to try and try and win it again. And I, I reckon this is probably going to be Ronaldo's last Euros because obviously the next one will probably be in his forties by then. Um, gone for France in second. Um, because they, they usually start picking up pace in the knockout rounds, so I think they might drop a few points here or there, maybe. Uh, third place, I've gone for Germany, um, but they might be the third. They might get through um, as one of the fourth best third place teams, so they can still be in a tournament. Because they've got a bit of a young team, but obviously, like Ryan's mentioned, their, their manager's pretty shit, and obviously, he'll be gone at the end of the tournament. He should have went after the last World Cup, to be fair, but. It is what it is. And then, yeah, Hungary, they'll finish bottom of the group, unfortunately. It's just that's their luck, really, isn't it? Brilliant, Steph. So now we are on to our predictions in terms of certain categories. So just to let you know, before we start begin, our categories are player of the tournament, um, losing, no, player of the tournament, winner, losing finalist, breakout star, surprise team, flop team, and top goal scorer. So we're going to go one by one. We're going to say each of our predictions for each each award. So we're going to start off with the winner now. Um, so Alex, who is your winner? 
Well, it's a, uh, it's a uh, very, uh, despite, you know, my background and despite overwhelming, no, I'm joking, it's France. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can't, you can't go, you can't go, I've, I've said it every day now to myself, this is the best way you can describe it, I think, at least for me. You go, this is going to be a really exciting tournament. You know, Italy's squad actually look really good. I mean, you, that Belgium side, you know, they need to win. Portugal, they've got really good. Oh, my God, the France team's going to win. That's the best way I can yeah. summarise how you look at them. Yeah, and I'd say that's also my pick. I mean, my pick's also France. I do think that I know there's a recent history of teams who won major tournaments and not do well the next. But I do think that you look at that team and you can't see that team not getting at least a semi-final. You look at, obviously, Pogba, who seems to always play better for France than he does for Man U. You often look at Mbappe, you look at, obviously, um, Griezmann, who uh, Benzema's back in the team now. Obviously, we, we mentioned before in previous podcasts about the um, how good their defence is and the fact that all these players are now moving nationalities because their defence is so good. And I think, obviously, prime example is Laporte. I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the in the league, Premier League, and how he's not getting a single minute for France is just beyond me. So I think that shows how good their team is, obviously with Varane in the back and Lloris, who on his day is a good goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, I've also gone for France. Um, now, Naim and Ryan, have you gone for anyone different or have you also gone for France as well? France. Yeah, I've gone with France as well. I think they're going to continue their form one from the World Cup and... Yeah. Go on to win the Euros, same way um, Spain done it. That um, when they won the World Cup in the Euros, I think, I think it'll be be like that. So yeah, I've gone, I've gone for France again. Fantastic. So our next category is the losing finalists. Now, player teams make you know make finals through surprise. You know, obviously look at Croatia last time out. No one thought they'd get to the final. So this is my turn to go first this time. So. My losing finalist is a team that we've mentioned obviously in the pod this week. I'm going for the Netherlands. And to quote Bryn off Gavin Stacey, I tell you for why. First of all, I think you look at obviously the, the players they've got on their team. You look at obviously um, Memphis Depay, who's had a resurgence since, um, you know, um, since his leave Manu and going to Lyon. Um, so I think obviously he's obviously, I think he's destined for a great tournament. Obviously, unfortunately, they are missing Van Dijk, who's going to be a massive miss, but. Alongside um, the Litch, you obviously have someone like De Vry who can come in and have do a good job. Uh, obviously, Wayne Adam, who today has joined PSG, um, he's someone who, can, who they, they can really rely on in this tournament. I think even Van der Beek, who obviously who hasn't had a good time at Man U, I think he still showed at Ajax what he can do. So I think uh, now he's playing for a team that probably do do want him more. I do think he obviously he's he's destined for a great tournament. He's, he's, a, tournament. he's a bit of a shame he has been ruled out for the tournament. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Right, everyone just ignore me from now on. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't realise that. Is that is that a recent thing, or am I just? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, in fact, it literally happened like the last twenty four hours. Oh, I, maybe I should learn to um, check the news more. Um, but yeah, even even without that, even look at someone like Davy Klassen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm doubting myself now whether he's not been injured or not. But I mean, look at his stats for him. Um, obviously, he really flopped at Everton. He was appalling, really. But he's, this season, he's had 20, in 29 games, three assists and 12 goals from midfield. So I think he's having a resurgent season. So I think, obviously, if he does, if he plays, that is for Holland, I do think that he can, he can be a, he can be a surprise player. But I do think, I think overall, I think, I think Holland have got a great team, a great young team as well. And I do think that Holland, obviously, have been destined for losing finals. And I think once again, they are going to get to a final and lose. Um, 
so yeah, um, has anyone? So now next up is going to be it's going to be Naim. So Naim, who is your losing finalist? I've gone for Italy. Um, mm. Yeah, obviously they've had a really good. Well, like Ryan said, the one beating in was it twenty five games? You said. Yeah, being in there, they've they ain't conceded any goals. I think in the last four or five games. I know obviously the last two games have been friendlies, but obviously you want to go into the tournament um, on good form. So um, yeah, with Italy, I reckon I reckon with the experience uh, they have in their defence. I know their defence is a bit aging, but they do have a well balanced team, and they've got Roberto Mancini as their manager, and um, he, he's a pretty good manager. So I think so I think yeah, they will they will get far, and yeah, they'll probably get into. They would probably get into the final, um, and they might just fall short and yeah, probably lose it to France. But I think this all depends on um, the the route, whether they finish first or second, and who they get um, going forwards. Because yeah, this all depends. Really. But yeah, I'm going with Italy as the losing finalists. And then uh, Ryan, have you gone for anything different other than Holland and Italy? Well, just to counter your argument for Holland. There's there's one reason why they won't get to the final, <laughs> and that's because they have Frank de Boer as manager. <laughs> right, um, I, right. I'm not sure if you're about to say, are you about to read off his statistics. If you're not, can I? Yeah, I'm, can not, I... I'm not. I'm not going to. I'll let you do that if you want to. Okay, I just just to support your coming argument. Um, Frank de Boer has managed 11 games so far for Holland. They've won five of them and conceded 11 goals in that time. And he's uh, he, it took him four games to win a go- uh, four matches to win a game, which made him statistically the worst uh, Netherlands manager of all time in terms of getting your first win. Yeah, you you say this, but I think you know a major tournament, anything can happen in a tournament. I think once if team gets a good like any sort of big tournament, if team gets a good run going together, then I think obviously. Uh, you know, the morale will be in the camp, and I think that, yeah, so I, I saw back Holland to do well, and I think they've got the players. I think, obviously, De Boer is a manager. That's the only downside. You're completely right. But I do think that he's he's definitely open to getting, you know, proving the critics wrong. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back him. I'm going to think he's going to prove everyone wrong, and he's going to guide them to the final. That's fair enough. Um, well, I'm in the same camp as Naeem, I think, as long as Italy avoid them on the route to the final. I don't think there's any other team that will beat Italy bar France because you know, there's a great article on The Athletic uh, from James Horncastle what I read today about Italy's resurgence. And it's you know it's an, it was an amazing read because, as I say, not only are they unbeaten in 25 international games, they won all 10 of their qualifiers for this tournament. And they last, the last few games as well, the last few friendlies they've won, they've won by, you know, Big goal margins. I think they won seven. They scored seven goals in one of their last couple of games. And you don't really associate Italy with scoring goals and playing attacking, you know, fluid football. But you know, Mancini's had a resurgence in charge of them, and they've got such a talent squad. You know, we mentioned obviously they have got a few old players in there, especially at centre back. But they're young players that they have in that squad. The likes of Nicolo Barella, um, Federico Chiesa as well. You know, they've got. You know, Lorenzo and Signe, although he's not young, but they've got talent all over the place. So I think if they meet in the final, obviously it'll be you know, a replay of the 2006 World Cup. I think France will just pip them, but I think it would be a great final to watch. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Alex, who is your, um, who is your finalist? Who is your finalist? <laughs> well... 
tell you, I mean, see, there's one thing that there's only one thing that makes you disagree with Ryan and Naeem about Italy getting into the final. All your points are spot on. The only thing I have disagreement with is the fact that, well, at least in my version of the tournament and the way I predicted it, which if you want to find your own version, you go to the Telegraph, they do a really good predictor model, is they will play France to the semi-final. So I don't see them getting past mm. them. But uh-huh. I completely agree. Italy, they're, they're, the, uh, they're, they're up there. But the other team, and it's largely based on this, is Spain. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, seen a bit about them, but I think, one, uh, Laporte is a game-changer. Oh, massively, massively. Massive game. He's, compl- he's going to be fantastic with them. Enrique's had a very good uh, record with Spain. Now, they do have an issue up front. Um, I don't know if you guys caught uh, Spain's recent performance. They, uh, they, 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 they were playing in front of their own fans, and Morata was up front. And um, in, his, in the similar vein to his Chelsea days, uh, he wasn't having a good time. You know, He wasn't scoring his chances. And in fact, um, the... <laughs> Uh, the 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 crowd just um they had a very nice chant for him they're, they're trying to encourage him they started chanting um uh, Morata Morata you're so bad in Spanish yeah. which, which is uh does make you think okay there's a bit, bit of an issue there but in my version of the tournament it, it, it is a if if all the teams we've kind of actually said win the groups um they should play I think it was Russia or that one of the third place teams if they win their group in the round of 16. Then they play probably if Portugal finish second and England win their group, one of those teams. And then it's either one of basically the Netherlands, Turkey, Denmark, Ukraine. There's a really easy side of this draw to the semi final, which Spain should win. And then they get to the final and then they lose against uh, France. So there's a bit more of a pragmatic reasoning, but uh, that's why I've got them losing finalist. And now we are on to player of the tournament. So we are going to go for, for Ryan first. Who is your player of the tournament? My player of the tournament is someone I mentioned a little while ago, plays for Italy. That is Nicolo Barella, um, centre midfielder. Had an exceptional season with Inter Milan. Quite a young midfielder as well, but... I just think because of the season he's had and because of how I've predicted the tournament to go for Italy, I think he'll he'll really shine. It depends if he plays because they do normally go with the likes of Ferrati and Jorginho um, in midfield. So it's, it's whether he's given an opportunity. But um, for me, it would be him or, as a side note, um, Mbappe. Yeah, I mean, Mbappe is exactly who I've... He's, he's my pick for the player of the tournament. I think that... Um, I'd love to say someone like Memphis Depay or someone like, you know, someone someone like that. But I think I think for me, I just can't look past Mbappe for me personally. I think he's the best young player in the world, let alone the tournament. And I do think that, yeah, I think he'll just, I think France will win it, and I think he'll be the the, the main the main reason for that in terms of the attacking side of things. So, yeah, easy easy pick, probably the easiest pick for me apart from winner of the tournament for me. Yeah, it's Mbappe. Um, Alex, have you got anything anything different? Uh, yeah. Um, now is it Gilmaz? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's he's going to be third. But um, see, actually, I I I think you're spot on. I think Mbappe will be the one, probably the best performing player at this tournament. I think Ryan. It's a great point as well. I think Barella will be the second 
best player at this tournament. I actually think he'll be up there. I'm sure nines will probably be third or fourth as well, or maybe even better. Um, but you're still going to be wrong. But it's not, it, it, your logic is perfect. But when France win it, there's one man who's going to be handed it, and it's going to be not as much to do with his performance, but with his likability. It's going to be N'Golo Kante. Oh, Kante, yeah, great shout. Unless someone has the best t- tournament in history, unless Mbappe scores 13 goals and he scores the winner in every game, Kante's going to get going to get the player of the tournament. And it will be purely in the same vein of Modric getting the Ballon d'Or. It'll be Kante as, oh God, he's won the Champions League. He's, the campaign's already started for his Ballon d'Or. France win it. Oh my God, they never would have done it without Angolo Kante. He's player of the tournament. And then what do you know? It comes to September. The players are voting for the Ballon d'Or and everyone goes, I really don't like Kante bloke. He's really nice and he wins it. So uh, Kante player of the tournament. And then finally, Naeem, who is your player of the tournament? Yeah, I've gone with a bit of a weird option, but I'm going to go with uh, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, okay. Like I was saying before, um, obviously it might be his last tournament, and you know what he's like with his ego and everything. He wants to be the main man for Portugal. So, obviously, he's only um, he's only five five goals away from equaling the all-time record for international goals. So, I think he's going to want to... He's gonna to want to um, try, equal that record or try and try and beat at this tournament because you know what he's like with his records and everything. So I might be wrong, but you know he might, he might get injured like he did last time. But I'm I'm gonna go with Ronaldo as player of the tournament. Mm. Okay, okay. So now we are on to breakout star. Now this one is anyone who sort of maybe. It's had a you know a good season. They've they're sort of up and coming, but they've not sort of you know set the sort of put themselves on the world stage. So this one was probably my hardest to find. Though probably one of the hardest ones to choose. I had, I had three players in mind, um, but I'm gonna let you guys go first. So Alex, I'm gonna let you go first this time. So who is your breakout star? Lovely. Um, see, mine. This still completely fits the mold of breakout star. It's a little different from your reasoning. Mine's Alexander Sinchenko. Um, okay. Now, in the Premier League for Man City, we've seen him play at left-back, obviously, um, for the, ever since he's joined City. Before, like, when he was on loan, he would play an attacking midfield. But for Ukraine, under Shevchenko, he has been playing in midfield in a more advanced role and contributing more attacking-wise. So we're going to see him in a different light than we have, which I think will already shine really well on him because everyone all of a sudden looks at him and goes, oh, my God. Why is Man City's left-back playing in midfield? Why is he doing so good? Also, just an off-the-pitch aspect to this, which I think is quite nice, actually. Um, Zinchenko, last last year, he was playing for Ukraine against Germany. He made an error. And uh, he received... It was quite a high-profile error, and he received uh, death threats from his own fans over it. But as a response to this, um, Shevchenko, the manager, made him captain of the side, the youngest Ukraine captain of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, he's taken... He's, been an honor for him he's i think he's captained ukraine three times already and so i think with that off the pitch aspect as well i think it's all been leading up for a really good tournament for zinchenko which no one will be expecting fair enough yeah i mean that last he's um obviously uh, i don't know if any of you saw his um baby post the other week with um on instagram where um he puts off the they announced that obviously that she's pregnant and then I think Kevin Boy then goes in the comments, <laughs> yeah. Well done, my son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that that was quality, I thought. Um 
So next up is Ryan. Now, who's your who've you got who've you got down as the breakout star? I've gone for someone who I don't think that team will you know necessarily have a great tournament, but I think he'll get a couple of goals. And that's Alexander Isaac of Sweden. Um, had a good season with Real Sociedad. Someone who is steadily improving, and I think that he'll grab a couple of goals for Sweden, as I mentioned. I think it will really shine because he's such a talent. And for me, it's a hard category because mm. you know when you look at youngsters, you can't really, you know, can't really pick any England players because they're all you know incredibly well known. And then you can't really, you know, apart from someone like maybe Bakaya Saka, who hasn't really been on the international stage for too long. I don't really think you know there's many out there who you can. Necessarily picking you know, even the younger players, like to Chao Felix, you know Portugal. You can't really call them breakout stars because you know they're already incredibly well known. So that's why I've gone for Alexander Isaac. Fantastic. And next up is Naeem. Who have you gone for? Um, I'm going to go with. Well, he's kind of known, but I'm going to still uh, include. I'm going to. Go with Kai Havertz of Germany. Um, mm-hmm. well, and obviously he's, he scored in the Champions League final. Um, he got two assists the other day in Germany's 7-1 win against Latvia. Um, I think he's yeah he's going to continue um, his his rich form. You know he had he had a good enter the enter the season, and I think even though Germany might not do too well in the tournament, I think he probably he might be like one of their, their standout players um, for them. I know they've got like players like Müller, you know. They got their veterans in there, but I think yeah, I think he will. He he he's the one that's going to stand out the most um, for Germany in the tournament this season. So yeah, I'm going to go with Kai Havertz. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And I've still gone for similar thing as you know him. I think that there are two players for me that I think could be surprise stars. I think you look at someone like Pedri for Spain. He's um, I was looking at some mm. stats the other day. The fact that he's um, I think he's got something like. Uh, he's Panny. He's got one of the best. Panny's got one of the best ball recovery ratios in the Barcelona team, and I think he's Panny's appeared for more games for Barca than any other player this season. So I think someone like Pedro, if he can get into that first team, I think he could be someone. Um, I think someone like Frankie De Jong and Jude Bellingham. I think these two players are young players that could have a really good tournament. But um, these, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Jude Bellingham. I'm going for Jude Bellingham. I think here's the reason why. I think that sort of the, obviously with Jordan Henson's injury, I think there's definitely a space open for someone like Bellingham to break through. And I do think that um, I, I do think personally he could be someone um, that we could look for. But I'm going to go for overall. I'm going to go for someone who could have been playing for England but chose Germany instead. I'm going for forgive my pronunciation, Musayasa of Germany, the Bayern Munich player. I think that. Um, he is a very obviously 17, 18 years old. He's very young, and I do think he is someone that, if he's given the chance in the team, I think he could easily, you know, easily briefly have a great tournament. So I'm going for um, Musayasa of Germany. Apologies for my pronunciation there. I probably butchered his name then. Um, so we are now on to the final few awards. We're on to the final stretch here a surprise team. So this is a team that no one expects to do well. And they turn up and surprise everyone. Now, I am going for a, a home nation, but not Wales. I'm going for Scotland as my surprise team. Now, I think that Scotland, obviously, 
They were in a hard group, obviously, with Croatia and England and the Czech Republic, for that matter. But I do think they got some good players. I think you look at, obviously, um, people like Scott McTominay, obviously, Andy Robertson, obviously, the captain. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of his. And even someone like John McGinn, who I think is vastly underrated in the Premier League. I think he's one of the the more underrated midfielders in the league. So I do think, obviously, look at that. And I think, oh, yeah, I just think, obviously, with Scott, being Scotland's first major tournament in... Was it since the ninety? I think it was ninety eight World Cup, ninety four, something like that. They were last in the tournament before, so I do think, you know, obviously they they won in the playoffs. And I think, yeah, I think that there's just obviously there's, there seems like a little bit of a real good unity in that squad, and I do think that you know they they do they do have the, they do have some great individual players to to surprise a few. So yeah, that's why I'm going for Scotland's my surprise team. I really do think they can surprise a few, and I do think that. I think they'll get third in the group. I don't think they'll get they'll do better than Croatia or England, but you can you can easily see them beating on their day, beating someone like Croatia and getting second, or beating whoever they play in a knockout. So that is why I've gone for for Scotland as my surprise team. Uh, Luke and Steve, if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, so next up for surprise team is going to be Naeem. Who have you gone for? I've gone for Turkey as uh, the surprise mm. team. Um, yeah, so I just like to look at their squad. Really, um, they've got then their back four where they got they got Siyonchu, they got um, uh, the Kabak Kabak um, Liverpool centre back. Obviously, they got Burak Yilmaz up front. Um, he's got a lot of experience. So I think I think they'll probably they might get quarterfinals. I reckon, and then they'll they'll probably surprise quite a lot of people um, this time around because they usually do um, all right um, in the European tournaments that they're in. So. I will go for Turkey as my surprise team. And then Alex, who have you gone for? Mine is also Turkey, and I'm going to take a different route from Naeem there. Because um, he spoke about the squad, which, completely right to point out, the squad is uh, very good. Uh, especially good for a nation, you know, you wouldn't expect it from. But I'm going to take it one step further. I actually think they're going to get to the semi-finals. Oh! And the reason, and guess what, I'm not even going to mention he who should not be named up front. Uh, to make sure it's not a one-night argument. I'm going with the manager, Sino Gunes. He is the manager who, now I am quite a young baby here, but if you were alive and um, not, you know, a fetus in 2002, then you would have seen Turkey reach the semi-finals of the World Cup, only losing narrowly to Brazil 1-0. And the man to lead him there was Sino Gunes, uh, the manager now, who's come back uh, in 2019. This is after Turkey failed to qualify for the World Cup. Uh, they were in quite a bad spot. But uh, since he's taken charge, he's won 53% of his games, which is actually really high for a nation of that size. That might even be like not far off Gareth Southgate swim percentage. But it's not just about the games he's winning. It's about the teams he's been playing. For example, one year after France won the World Cup, they lost 2-0 to Turkey. Uh, that was after Turkey showed their play style, which is going to be... Now, it might, it might not come true in this tournament because I think all the players are going to be tired and it might just be counter-attacks. But so far, Turkey have actually shown themselves to be having the attitude of quite a big team. some A team that pr- presses up quite highly and catches some experienced players off guard, which is what happened to France a couple of years ago and what happened to the Netherlands earlier this year when they won 4-2 against them with Burak Gilmaz scoring a hat-trick. So because of that and because of the style was imprinted, and believe me, there's... A lot of hope riding on Turkey at the moment. I actually think they're going to get to the semi-finals. And that is partly because if they come second in their group, they've got a relatively easy route there. But still, I'm backing them. 
Well, two two of our boys, um, you know, back in Turkey. Um, Ryan, are you also one of the boys back in Turkey, or have you gone for someone else? No, I'm not back in Turkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my surprise team is Denmark. Um, Ooh, I almost went for them. I was close to going for Denmark. Although they have got a um, Serie A shit stick up front, Andreas Cornelius. You know, <laughs> bear with me because they've actually got a really impressive squad. That is sorry, that is the least Danish name I think I've ever heard. I thought <laughs> he was kind of like built in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at that squad. They've got obviously Casper Schmeichel in goal. They've got um, Simon Kajar of AC Milan, who's had a good season. Daniel Vass of Valencia, who haven't had a good season, but still a good player. Andreas Christensen of Chelsea. Joachim Anderson of Fulham, who, you know, very good, uh, very good centre-back. And you look at their midfielders, Thomas Delaney, Christian Eriksen, um, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. You know, even in our wingers, like Robert Skov of Offenheim, uh, Barcelona superstar Martin Braithwaite. <laughs> um, and then even that strikers like Yusuf Poulsen of RB Leipzig is mm. talent is talent Kasper Dolberg of Nice I like him a lot and they've got a really talented team especially as you know as a spine and I think they'll be a team hard to beat hard to break down and mm. yeah they're more surprised I don't know how far they'll go but yeah they're more, they're more surprised team um, right now we are on to our final two predictions. We were going to top goal scorer, but before we do that, we're going for our flop team. So, which team do we think is going to perform below expectations? Now, first person is going to be Naeem. So, Naeem, who is your flop team going to be? My flop team is. Um, I'm going for England. Yeah, I think. Ooh. Yeah, because, well, if they win their group, they play the runner-up in the group of death. So I reckon that's why I've, I've went for them to finish second, because then they'll play um, the, uh, the winner in group... Was it group... Was it? Group E? Is it E? F. F, that's the one. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, I think they'll get out of the group. But, yeah, I think I think a lot the last tournament... We kind of done better than we, we expected. We did get a bit of an easier route. Um, Finally, enough, we finished second in, in the World Cup group. So, I think yeah, with with the defense we've got, it doesn't really fill me with too much confidence, especially with the centre back positions. You know, Stones is all right. He's good at Man City, but you go look at their squad. Um, Maguire, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be fit. Um, and Timer and Mings and Ben White, yeah, they're not they're not the greatest um, of options to have, but. Yeah, I think they're going to flop uh, once they get out of the group um, stages like they always do, unfortunately. But you never know, they might surprise me. But yeah, I can't see it happening this time around, especially with Southgate in charge. That guy's, that guy's crap. Um, so yeah, England are my flop team. Uh, someone asked, someone answered me this question. Why the hell is James Ward-Prowse not in this squad? I have no idea why he's not. Because he'd be perfect. What's that piece? That piece is there, exactly. Yeah. If we need a goal, if England need a goal in the last 10 minutes, you know, if they need... You know, need, need, need something. I think there's no one better really than him. I think in the whole path, maybe De Bruyne in the Premier League for creating goals, he's definitely up there. And I think he's he's got amazing free kicks. He's got great corners. So I have no idea why I would have taken him over you know, the likes of Ben White. Uh, even yeah, things like that. And I think yeah, I think it's a real shame that he's not. And I think unfortunately for him, it's a club he plays for. Same with Letizia, it's a club he plays for. That will in the end probably stop him getting 
any caps. And the same goes for Mark Noble, for that matter, as well, back in the day. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that's so Naima's gone for England. Uh, Ryan, who have you gone for? Belgium. Oh, okay. Because cause there's, a, there's a method to this madness. Because okay. <laughs> I don't I don't rate a lot of their players. I think they've really realistically got looking at their squad. Obviously, De Bruyne, Parku, Tielemans, yeah, Yannick Carrasco, yeah. The rest of them, though, what I mean, really, you know, they got Courtois and goal. Um, defensively, they're not very good. You look, they've got an agent, Jan Vertonghen. They've got Toby Alderweireld, who hasn't really had a great season with Tottenham. Somehow, still at this age, Thomas Vermaelen's in there. <laughs> that um, is mental, isn't it? That's absolutely yeah. mental. <laughs> you know, J- uh, Jason Denier of uh, Lyon. They hadn't, from the looks of things, actually got recognised fullbacks. So obviously, they must not use fullbacks in their system because um, I think Alex mentioned earlier that they might have Nasir Chadley at left wing back, um, which would be an, uh, a travesty because you know, he's playing for Istanbul Besiktas. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, but. I mean, apart from one or two, you know, other than players I mentioned, they haven't they haven't got a massively depth squad, and I don't think they'll do very well at all. You know, Hazard has had his probably his worst season of his career. Um, I mean, when did, when you're calling up uh, Michi Batshuayi and Christian Benteke, you know, it shows <laughs> really what depth you have. I mean, Dries Mertens is is past it now. Uh, so it's Axel Witzel, I think, you know, Forgan Hazard is all right. Um, you know, Thomas Muni is all right. But I think they've just got a squad of bang average players apart from three or maybe four standout players. I don't think they'll, they'll be enough to carry them, especially because they've both had very long seasons with their respective clubs. I know De Bruyne's been injured, but I just don't feel that they'll do anything special. I will say, Benteke, has been in good form at the end of the season. I think he could be someone to watch out for. I think off the bench, I don't think he'll start, but off the bench, I think, obviously, with the way he ended the season, I think he could be someone you could, who could be a, who could surprise a few in terms of maybe a resurgence in, in, the, in the Euros. So, next up is me for flop team. Now, um, I am going for Germany. Now, I think Germany, obviously, they all they flopped at the last World Cup. And I just, I just think that, you know, with um, obviously with the group they're in as well, there's playing chances there to not win games. And I think that, you know, we saw them obviously lose to South Korea. They struggled against Mexico. So I think uh, these are teams that aren't exactly full of loads of talent in their teams. So I think I think they could, they could slip up against Hungary. So I think it would not shock me if they come fourth in that group. But I really do think that there's obviously one thing I will say they will want to sort of do well for low. I think obviously being being his last major tournament, I do think that they are going to want to sort of you know a bit like the last dance or one final for hurrah. So that could be sort of a reason, a factor which helps them perform well. But I think at the same time, there's definitely I think there's a very good chance potentially that they will finish third. Um, but I think you, you could you could easy I could easily see them finishing fourth and or even being one of the third place teams not to make it into the knockouts. So that's why I've gone for Germany. I, just I mean think that. I just, I think I just sorry, Andy. I just wanted to quickly put in there. You know, one, I you know I do support that argument because I've I, I seen on Twitter as well that um, Leon Goretzka won't be fit for their opener mm. against France. That would be a, that's a huge miss for them. 
yeah, yeah, I think massively. I think that um, I think that obviously people like Serge Gnabry, people like obviously Leroy Sane are very good players, but I think even Tony Cruz has still got it, and I do think that that nucleus will still do well. But I think as an overall squad, it's nowhere near the, the squad we've seen in previous years. Um, so now on to finally one to Alex. Now, Alex, who have you gone for as your um, as your flop team? Uh, you know, with you guys covering all the good teams, I was thinking about saying, my flop of the tournament is just going to be the UK. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wales, England and Scotland. I think collectively, there's a bit of hope. At least if, you, if you're not back in one, you're back in another. You're thinking maybe England will flop, but Wales will do well, or maybe Wales will do bad, Scotland will do bad. I think... The narrative and the, the, the surprise and the flop is going to be that every single one of those teams does appalling in regards to expectations and hope. And after the tournament, we all sit here for like three weeks' time and go, have, you, have English players and we Welsh players and Scottish players, have they got, are we behind Europe? What's going on? And that will be the narrative that drives, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to disprove your point here. I think that. England's the only country that's actually got expectation. I don't think <laughs> Scotland are actually expecting much. I think we just happy to be there, I think. But I think England's obviously the one that always lets them down. But I think, just, I will say, I actually don't, I know I'm Welsh, but I don't actually, in football, hate the English team. I actually want them to do well. I mean, I actually, fun fact, I actually remember when I when England lost to Croatia, I actually was gutted. And I, I was so gutted, I got I got a free drink from from someone who's working at the pub. I was, I was that upset by it. So I think I always... On the mantra that I don't believe in this whole thing that are oh, oh I can't support England because I'm Welsh or oh, I can't support Scotland because I'm Welsh and stuff like that. So I do think that I always like to get behind the home home nation, especially when there's three in the tournament as well. So I hope all of them do well. But obviously, if if we were playing in England, playing Scotland, different matter. But I think as long as we're not playing them, I, I always want the teams to do well. Um, right. So before we go on to our last category. Anyone who listened to last week's pod would have seen that would have known that we did our combined best European team of the season. Uh, we all did a combined team, um, and we then let you guys vote on your best European team of the season. Anyone who follows followers on Twitter would have seen the results. But before we do that, our combined team was Oblak of Atletico Madrid in goal. We had Kufal of West Ham at right back with Jose Font and Ruben Diaz at centre back with Theo Hernandez at left back of AC Milan. Um, Real Madrid's Casemiro, Atletico's Marcos Llorente and Bruno Fernandes with our middle three with Messi Ronaldo out wide and Lille's Burak Yilmaz up front. Now, if you look at the the votes we did, uh, Oblak won the goalkeeper vote with 57% of the votes. Uh, right back uh, was kept at Cadrado with 43, 43% of the votes. Uh, with centre-backs, Font and Diaz kept their places. Font got 43%. Uh, Diaz got 71% of the votes. Um, and then left-back, Hernandez kept his place with 72% of the votes. Um, and then in midfield, Gundogan beat out Casemiro. He got 53% of the votes with only 12% going to Casemiro. And then Lorente and Fernandez both kept their places with pretty much a quite substantial win for both of them. And then here comes the interesting bits. The attackers. Now, Mbappe beat out Ronaldo in the votes. We had 19 votes on this one. Mbappe got 42%. Ronaldo got 26%. With Son and Griezmann. Son got 32 more than Ronaldo, which surprised me. And then Griezmann got 0%. Now, <laughs> our, right, our right wing, now this one, Salah beat out Messi. So, Di Maria and Lukaku got only 12 and 
Messi got 35% and Mo Salah got 47%. So Mo Salah was our right winger. And then here comes the really important one. The really important one. Up front, Harry Kane won the votes with 70% of the votes, with Burak Yilmaz only getting 5%. So that's what I'm very happy about because just great that he wasn't in the team in the first place. So our combined it, team overall uh, is obviously all back in goal. Same back four as our R1. So it's obviously Quadrado, Font, Diaz, Hernandez. The Twitter votes midfield is Gundogan, Lorente, Bruno Fernandez. Left wing is Mbappe. Right wing is Mo Salah. And quite rightly, Harry Kane is up front. Look, I'm so, really, I'm really happy that like the people listening. I'm really happy we have actually got an audience. You know, I'm grateful for the downloads because it's. Get, make it a, getting a podcast off the ground is pretty difficult, but I just want to say you're all you're all thick. I agree yeah. with that. They are they are exactly right. They are exactly right. They've got they they got it bang on. Harry Kane no. deserves to be deserves to be in that deserves to be in that conversation. Deserves to be you know. Yeah, he deserves to be in the conversation, but like you know, not not to be the eventual winner of the conversation. The fact well, that. Mo- most goals, most assists, only the second player in history to do to top both in a Premier League season. So. But on that point about the podcast, I just, just want to say a thank you because we are now, we ranked 103rd in the last 30 days amongst um, football podcasts on, on Apple. So just want to say thank you to all our listeners for keep listening and we look forward to doing many more of these in the future. And Ryan um, will promise to mute his mic in the uh, future properly as well. Yeah, uh, so he'll, he'll, he'll learn not to all the takeaways midway through podcasts. <laughs> it, it is my first, um, my first error, so I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> So, we are now on to our final award, and this goes to who we think will be the top goal scorer. So, our first one is Mr. Deliveroo, Ryan himself. Who have you gone for as your top goal scorer? Mbappe. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any reason or just because he's the best player in, in the tournament? Just because he's the best player in the tournament. Don't yeah. see anyone else doing <laughs> for any For any gambling connoisseurs out there, he is currently, I believe, eight to one to be top goal scorer, which is incredible odds. Serious? Yeah. For some reason, Harry Kane is the favourite. I don't know why, because because he's, he's amazing. He shouldn't have been. He should not have been in, in that team. I, yes, he should have. A shout, a shout out to why Simeon Nwankwo only got one vote from me in that is a fucking disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, carry on. Oh, no, I, Harry Kane's one of the best strikers in the world, so I, I'm going to defend him all day long. Um, <laughs> so I've gone for someone different, but purely for how, he, how his group is. I think looking at the group he's got, um, obviously with Germany and Portugal, that's a hard group. But I'm going for someone who's got a fairly favourable group. I'm going for Romelu Lukaku as a top goal scorer. I think Belgium will go at least to the quarters. I think obviously they've got to play... Denmark will be a hard game, but Finland and Russia, I think this gives going to be goals in that game for Belgium. I do think that he's going to rack them up, a bit like Kane did in the World Cup. He's going to rack up the goals in the group stage and then get a couple more in knockouts. So I think that, yeah, I think Rothy, the season he's had at Inter, he's sort of had this, you know, we've all seen Lukaku, we all saw Everton and West Brom. I think he's been back to his best this season. I think he's been exceptional. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to get loads of goals in the group and I think that's going to be enough to take him over the edge in terms of the overall overall um, standings in terms of goals. So, next on our list is going to be Alex. So, who have you gone for as top goal scorer? Um, I'm half cheating. I'm saying it's going to be joint between Mbappe and Kane 
Um, if you want a bit of light, why Mbappe's odds are quite low? Uh, it's because in the national team, his record's not actually been that great, uh, especially recently. I think he, I don't think he's got more than he's got five goals assists in the last ten games, which like is good, but it's not top scorer thing. But I'm on the same sort of level. He's got 27 goals this season, and I think that with France going deep in the tournament. He'll be the one player that starts every game. Like Benzema and Giroud, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they alternate. Griezmann looks like he's injured for the first game. You know, like there's so much depth there. Coleman could play as well. But I think Mbappe will start every game, so I think he, by nature, will grab some goals. Kane, uh, similar vibes to 2018. He's going to rack up enough to be in there. So I think it'll be joint between Mbappe and Kane. And our final vote is for, is for Naeem. So Naeem, who was your top goal scorer? I'm going with a bit of a surprising one, um, purely because, like, because of your reasons, Andy, um, the sort of group that they that that he has. Um, I'm going to go with Memphis Depay. Um, he's a, yeah, he's had a good um, end to the season, um, and obviously he'll be looking for a move this summer. Um, and yeah, he's pretty much um, the Netherlands' like main goal output. So, with mean, the teams they got in their group, like you know, Austria, North Macedonia, and Ukraine, I reckon. I reckon he might get a few goals, and obviously he he's the um, penalty taker as well, so he, he can always get a few goals there. So I'm gonna go over with Memphis Depay. I'd probably be wrong, but yeah, I, I have the type of feeling that he might score a few goals this yeah. tournament. That's actually a really good shout. You know, he's got 12 goals in his last 14 competitive appearances for the Dutch. So even under Frank de Boer, he's been, he's what, been probably yeah. the most prolific striker in this tournament. Might put a bit of money on it. You never know. <laughs> well. Hopefully you are right because he's in my he's in my Euro fantasy team. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you're right because that'll be a good you know some points for me there. You had it here first. <laughs> yeah. If he gets the goals, if he wins me the league, then um, I've got I've got you to thank. <laughs> so that concludes our pod. So we've done our obviously all our groups and we've done our uh, awards as well. Just to let you know, remind you of our who we picked for our awards. So we all went for France to win the Euros. Uh, I went for Holland to lose be a losing finalist. Both Ryan and Naeem went for Italy and Alex went for Spain. In terms of player of the tournament, uh, Ryan went for Mbappe. Sorry, I went for Mbappe. Ryan went for Barella of Italy. Alex went for N'Golo Kante. And Naeem went for Cristiano Ronaldo. Our breakout star, we had Alex going for Kevin De Bruyne. Away a sec, no Chinchenko. Um, Ryan went for <laughs> Alexander Isak. Naeem went for Kai Havertz. And I went for... Um, Jude, no, Masai Asa of Germany. Um, surprise team, I went for Scotland. Naeem and Alex both went for Turkey. And Ryan went for Denmark. Flop team, Naeem went for England. Ryan went for Belgium. I went for Germany. And Alex went for the whole UK. And then finally, um, top goal scorer, Ryan went for Mbappe. Alex went for a joint award of Mbappe and Kane. I went for Romelu Lukaku. And Naeem went for... Memphis to Pi. So that is all of our awards. We will be revisiting these when the tournament ends and we'll be going for who got them right, who got them wrong. And yeah, we look forward to going back and hopefully um, not getting too many things wrong. Um, So yeah, that concludes our our podcast for the week. Um, Obviously, we have just recorded uh, both a boxing and NFL special of the podcast. So those will be released similar sort of times to what this one will be. So we look forward to um, getting those out for you. And yeah, obviously next week we'll be back next week to review sort of the first week of Euro, Euro 2021 action. So thank you for listening once again. I've been your host, Andy. This has been Naeem. This has been Ryan. And that's been Alex. 
Thanks, all. Goodbye.